With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I asked this question. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And this question was asked of Ron Rivera yesterday saying, hey, uh, why, why are you the only one lagging behind the division? Quarterback. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How about that? It took five weeks to get that soundbite, huh? The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. CBS Sports broadcaster Ian Eagle. Still to come. Actor Nick Turturro. Fox Sports rules analyst Mike Pereira. Plus, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We had a great chat in hour one with Ian Eagle of CBS talking about the NFL. He's calling Giants and Ravens this weekend. He's also the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. If you missed it, there's two different ways to see part of it on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Please hit us with a follow there. Uh, we're also live on the Roku channel right now on channel 210. All Roku devices get the Roku channel for free. Same with Samsung Smart TVs and Amazon Fire. TVs. The Roku app has the Roku channel for free on it, and the RokuChannel.com is how you can watch us for free. As soon as this show is over, we re-air, we re-air right after the third hour in which Jeannie Buss shows up uh, in studio. Later on in this hour, Mike Pereira, the lead rules analyst, former NFL ref, uh, now on Fox. He will join us to talk about all these rough and the passer penalties. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial, but I turn to my right, and I find a guy who loves the sport of baseball more than anybody else, and he loves the New York Yankees as well a uh, friend of the program back here in studio star of nypd blue and blue bloods and so much more nick Taturo here on the rich eyes and show round of applause for our friend Pleasure. good to see you sir good to see you buddy how are you i'm doing better after last night yeah well it's a good start you know i mean it's a good start it was a it was a it was a win an easy win not really an it easy, easy win easy it wasn't I mean, easy no I, it wasn't easy I, i'm saying easy just to downplay it because i was on I've never felt comfortable the whole freaking game. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you were off five days, six days, so they were maybe going to be a little flat. Maybe didn't come out with the same. Yeah. Because you know, when you're playing every day, you got to be careful with those when you had that little off days. I mean, we needed it, but we needed that win. And Cole was good. It wasn't great against a lineup that is that didn't take advantage. They had a shot. Well, I'll tell you what. The Guardians, you better get uh, a lead on them. Because yeah. with the pen, the arms they have in the pen, I mean, you saw that in that 15-inning banger that they, they advanced against the Rays. They got people who can throw strikes, and they could throw nasty stuff. So having a lead, thanks to, you know, Anthony Rizzo, and thanks to, you know, uh, a Hey, Bader. I know. You know, Bader hit a home run, and then uh, that kid in right field who made a nice play when Josh Donaldson thought it was a home run. Yeah. Later the next at bat, lets yeah. one go through his legs, and that was obviously. I, I know a you like Josh uh, Donaldson, but I, look, man, yeah, I, I know I, you like personally. Um, you know, he's been on the program a long time ago, but, but he always does dumb things. <laughs> you know, what I mean, why does he have to be a bonehead sometimes? And I mean, that's, that's my problem. Like, I like the guy. And they did the whole thing with Tim Anderson, Jackie. I mean, you're not friends. But who, let's be honest. Leave it alone. Who, who do you blame more? Donaldson for not running that out or that guy in right field not pulling a Jeffrey Mayer? Come on. This is the playoffs. Oh, Don- start laying out. Right? Donaldson's got to run. You can't showboat it. I know that's the porch, but you can't assume yeah. that's a home run. Like, he assumed it. And the first base coach, too. Hey, what are you doing? One yeah. of those guys has to catch it, though. There were four of them right there. Yeah. Lean over and, and Lean interfere, over, right? Lean over, catch it. Interfere. Well, hit the top I know. of the wall. Just stick your hand Just out. Just stick your freaking hand on and catch the ball. Yeah, be a real fan. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> commit. It's right. You know what I mean? If you're going to be a fan, playoffs, commit. Nick. It's the playoffs. I know. If it was me, it man, you would have seen my face front and center. <laughs> <laughs> that way, you know, I was at the... 
I was at the uh, Toronto game Monday night. Judges going for 61. It oh, didn't wow. happen that night. You went to Canada? Well, I went to Canada. My friend Russell Peters took me. Okay. Oh, he was invited throughout a baseball. He knows nothing about baseball. Yeah. But he goes, you know, I never saw anybody love the game like you, so I want you to come on the field. So I came on the field with oh. him in Toronto. Yeah. And they made me wear a blue jersey with my, my Yankee stuff. You know, oh, I, I was like, I said, I can't wear this. Hold I'm going to get. So I left it open. Nobody really caught it. I'm talking about it now. But I, I said, don't get it twisted. I'm only wearing this crap because I got to go out on the field. Wait a minute. Thanks they wouldn't let you on the field with your Yankee gear? No. I was, they, made I, you, they made you cover it up with Blue Jay gear? I didn't cover it up. I left it open, right? <laughs> so you saw my Yankee jacket, and the thing was open. And, you know, uh, I was right outside the Yankee locker room, which was crazy. I'm waiting for Yankees to come in and out. And Coney came up to me and hugged me. David okay. Cone. Yeah. Good guy. He's not afraid of me. That's what I, I commend you. You have me on MLB Network, these other people. These guys talk to me in private players. I have friends in MLB. But they were, I, I feel like they're afraid of me. I, like I'm a threat. I don't know. I don't can have I, me on a panel. Can I? Can I? Uh, can Why, I? I'm too wild for them. Uh, you're not wild <laughs> No, no, no. Us. My son says, I like the wrong sport. Like if I was into football, football would embrace me. But baseball, very conservative. I don't know. I mean, wow. football's pretty corporate as well. I mean, but I love your passion. I thought, you. you know, on you at, get me. At, at Nick Totoro one. Oh, I mean, I grew, I grew up with people like right. you. You know, <laughs> I but, saw you at a Yankee game years ago. When was that? You were walking around. You were like on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I was back. In the I day, said, man. oh, that's that Rich Eisen guy or something. <laughs> yeah. I think you went like that to me. I was like, hey. You know, I always thought you were a nice guy, but was, you are a very nice guy. Thank you. I'm a big, I've been a big fan of yours for many, many years, but I, I grew up with you, and when I see you on your Twitter feed just going nuts, you take your glasses off. It's interesting that, you you know, a guy who worked with David Caruso takes glasses off to do deliver lines. I don't do it because of Caruso. Well, Caruso puts the glasses on to yeah. deliver his lines. You always, you always reverse engineered it, but, you know, but that's, that, was at, that was after he worked with you. But, I mean, when it all comes down to it, you're, you're passionate about it. Right. You might use, you might use some foul language. Yeah, I do. Muffs, I mean, but... I don't have to drop the F-bombs, but people like it. <laughs> so you give you the know. people what they want no yeah, give them what to. they want I, I'm a man of the people if you read the tweet they're like you are us I had a guy that was stalking me this year this is a Yankee fan <laughs> it's insane he got my number I said, how'd you get my number I googled it you googled it I couldn't get rid of the guy the guy said listen we could be friends he goes it's, this is about the Yankees I said I don't even know you I was like, the guy wouldn't leave me alone. I don't want to get it. No, be careful. No, oh, I, I know. Remember. I know. I mean, I, I understand. But you're, you. you're, you're, you love, you love the game. You love the sport. And you're, 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 you're a diehard fan of the but sport. But I was doing it before well. there was Twitter. I was doing it before there was any of this stuff. So now there's a, you know, an outlet for you to vent this stuff. I was doing it when I was a kid. People would knock on the door. My parents would say, he's, he's a little depressed right now. Just come back later. You know what I mean? Let him calm down. You know what I mean? So I was doing this. This is a lifelong thing. My wife says it's like a. You know, it's really just not good. I don't know. <laughs> well, because you're watching all 162. Now you got game 163 under your yeah. belt. So they, I got Nick Turturro here on the Rich Eisen Show. At Nick Turturro 1, everyone should follow him on Twitter. It's a lot of fun to watch you go to uh, ups and downs. Uh, who, I, I watched the Dodgers last night. I think, who the hell's going to beat them? You know? I don't like the Dodgers. I, I know, I know you don't, good. but I mean, but uh, good. I they're mean, great. I mean, they're loaded. I, I mean, the fact that Trey Turner homered last night and he's a guy that where people around here are are, are wondering if the Dodgers are going to re-sign him how the hell do they not they I mean, should Mookie Trey Turner Freeman then you got what sometimes Will Smith's back there you got you got Justin Turner who may be the, one of the most clutch postseason players around Muncie Will Smith Craig Bellinger bats ninth. He was MVP like three years ago. I know. People don't even talk about him anymore. Gavin Lux, like you want somebody from the left side, you yeah. throw him in there against Clevenger, and he comes up with a big hit. Yeah, they're stacked. How about the Mets, huh? Wow. I didn't want to rub it into the Mets fans, you know, douchey uh -oh. Mets fans. But I always say that. No, and, and I could have. I went easy on them. I felt bad for them because I saw... Well, Buck, too, though. You got to have a nice soft I feel spot bad for, for I do have... I feel bad for Buck. Man, I thought maybe this might be Bucks' chance. I thought the Mets were ready, but, you know, they imploded at the end and they never recovered. They never, you, you know, when the switch turns, you could see it happening. Now, I know this. I know you're one of the most superstitious guys out there. When they, when they brought the Timmy Trumpet guy in person to play the trumpet. But the Mets are corny. They do that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's why they're the Mets. You have to understand, I'm from Queens. They are the Mets for a reason. 
They're not the Yankees. And they do dumb, you know, meet the Mets. Greet, and listen to them. They're a Met fan. You look at them. They're like, they're Bush League. They really are. <laughs> I, I, this one right behind you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> you know I grew up fighting, right? arguing in the street with Met fans. And they're always going to be the Mets. Not that I hate them, but. It sounds it, like you do. No, I don't. I don't. They're just corny. You know, W-O-R. And I mean, my first game was a Met game. 72, I think. I think I went how to a Met game. How did you know? Why didn't you, if you grow, and grow, how, grow up I in I went Queens. to a Yankee game with the Boy Scouts of America in 73. Yeah. I don't know, Rich. Something happened. I walked in the stadium and, you know, I had like, you know, I fell in love. I don't know. I said, this is it. And my friends was Puerto Rican and started taking me to the Bronx. And I was like. I'm in love. They had Bobby Mercer. They weren't even that good yet. That was 70s. About to say 73 is when the Mets were actually good. The Mets. Yogi was the manager. They went right? to the World Series. Yeah, and they lost to Reggie. And seven, they lost in seven games. They were the up A's. against Oakland. I know that. You know, I mean. That they was were actually a, good. So, uh, you know, because my brother was a Jet fan and a Met fan. So I rooted for the Jets. And then I just saw the Mets, too. And even though Pat Zachary came to my camp once. Yeah. And signed, I had his autographed Pat Zachary glove. I just like I, I can't root for that team. And, yeah, and then wasn't you know, he involved in then, the Siva trade? He was involved in the Siva trade. Who was the other guy? Steve uh, Henderson. Oh my God! Steve Henderson. When Pat Dick, Zachary, Doug Flynn. That's it, man. Was Look that the trade? That's see, you're it's weird. Friend. I don't remember nothing in my life, and I can remember <laughs> baseball crap. <laughs> and, but then you know, Catfish showed up. Reggie D- showed Dan up. Dan Norman also in the trade. Dan, Dan Norman. Norman. Dan Norman, lefty, right? Yeah. You were asked me before who my favorite Yankee of all time is. Yeah, who is that? You have a clear cut one. I don't. I, I know who they are. You have two. I, I would say one for two. Sure. I have two. He has two. Don Mattingly and Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie's my my boyhood. Right, right. when I'm seven, eight, falling right. in love with the sport, watching Chris Chambliss go around the bases and everybody spilling out of the stands in '76. Right, and then Reggie showing up to stir the drink, um, and then they won in '77. Um, I was eight years old at the time. You were eight years old? Yeah, man. And so I, I, I fell in love. And then I remember in the 81 World Series when the Yankees lost the Dodgers and Reggie right. was going to go, I cried myself to sleep that night that I would, Reggie was leaving the Yankees. Um, and then Mattingly showed up. Yeah. And, and he was our... Matt, Mattingly's my... I mean, my, my daughter's middle name is Mattingly. Really? Hell yeah. Donnie Baseball. That's it. And yeah. just seeing him, just seeing him, uh, you know... Homer against the Mariners in that '95 oh, series. You know he had a leg kick going, and he was like, he was, he looked like the old Manningly in that series. Right, he, he homered, and you know I Gary know. Gary Thorne with that famous call of it on the baseball network, oh, where he's like, one there of the it best. Goes. He goes, hang on your hats, the here is he yeah. goes, oh here it goes, and, I know. and he homered, and it was just like his playoff moment that we had never seen before right. it was amazing and then of course he departs and tino shows up and they win them all and it's i know just, he, he never got to wreak anything kind of like mercer in a way mercer never right you know mercer was a, a loved yankee and he didn't get to enjoy it. and then they brought him back and he, he bunted in the world series into a double play it was like it was he had the maloiki on him or something i don't know so who do you think wins the world series this year nick what do you got for me well i think we got a shot but we got to get by Cleveland and let's see what Houston, because that place gives me like really Aja. And they're inviting me to come this year, so I might go down there. Who's they? The Houston Astros. The Astros are inviting Well, a radio you- station is. Uh, they like they like to fool with me. They troll me. They like to mess with me. <laughs> so I might go in. The, I might be in the building this year. What do you year. mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Who's you know, they like to mess with me. They think that, you know, they like, well, we love you, Nick. We know you love the Astros. Like, I can't stand you people. But I'll show up. <laughs> I'll show up and if, you know, maybe I can get it done. I might have to bring some, some muscle with me. You know, I, I don't look to fight. I'm just, I'm just going there to see if I can pull no, my when team. You say, when you say muscle, you mean mojo. You're not talking about physical. No, not physical. You're talking about that you need some muscle. Right, to, I need some muscle. To get rid of, to get, get rid, rid of the bad. Get rid of the Altuve Bregman juju. Yeah, because there's something that. in that building, Rich. I'm telling you, there's something, there's a cloud in that I building. Saw, the Mariner fans saw it firsthand yesterday. I know. I mean, they had that game. They had it. They had that game. That's... That's a disaster. And why that guy ever threw a batting practice pitch is beyond me. That's unbelievable. <laughs> who's right. up next? Who's up next? Guriel? Who's up next? Uh, I don't know who's up next. I'm not next. letting that guy beat me. Period. But Did you see the size the of his arms? His arms are like this big. 
He's unbelievable. They're bigger than Judge. Dude, that's why. And again, you know, uh, I think Costas even said it during the broadcast last night, but he said it much more artfully than the way I'm going to paraphrase it. That, you know, I mean. Bregman's on deck. Oh, Bregman was on deck? You want any piece of him either. Well, pick your poison, but I'm not Uh, letting that guy beat me. By the way, that's poison. Bregman is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They have, they have, right after they have some few, they have, right. and I know, look, I know what people will say about the cheating and the banging. And I'm the friends table. with him. Everybody's, who, Bregman? Yeah. Bregman's great people. He's good people. And, and, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. I oh, think. he's a player. I think he's in the Hall of Fame or he's on a trajectory. I think Altuve is clearly on a trajectory going to the yeah. Hall of Fame. He's Verlander's great. going to the Hall of Fame. Yep. Dusty Baker might be going to the Hall of Fame. He might. I mean. <laughs> I mean, if he gets a ring. Got to win one. He's got to win one. He hasn't won one. I think he's, he's going. close. I you think, know, I think. I mean, talk about telling the the, the uh, story of the sport all the way from. Watch just, out for the Phillies. What do you think? I think they were. Uh, they could be a surprise team because well, Bryce Harper. I've always said this guy. I mean, if he gets going, there's always a surprise team. Like last year, Atlanta caught fire. I got a funny feeling there's a team that might sneak in. It could be them. I'm not saying. I'm saying it could be. You know, I had a feeling they were going to beat. You know, the Cardinals. And they, they did. They didn't just beat him. They just they eviscerated. Well, them. that ninth they inning, they them. The guy imploded, and they never they never recovered. Yeah, the guy Helsey, something happened to him. I don't know. And that's why the Yankees don't have a closer. I'm worried. Well, I mean, they should have one because Clay Holmes has the stuff. But I mean, he, does. he comes in last but night. Do you know he where the, the ball's going? Batter. I don't know either. He hit the first guy. I said, "Oh my god!" I, I was... don't know, but he still. He, I would still ride that train more than Chapman. I'm with the you. The fact that I will not have to sit and have my emotions placed in the hands of Aroldis Chapman ever again, I am fine. Yeah, I'm okay with I'm it. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather go to battle with this right now. And then obviously, Judge's season was one of the most magical sporting, and sporting rides I've ever been on. And the Yankees have life. to sign him for life. Oh, please. Right? Of course. Come on. It, can't, it cannot happen. So if you're listening, Here's you, what we're gonna they got to sign him. You want to talk about muscle? You and I together. Right. You and I together. Here's what we're going to do. We should have... Should we should we do this? Let's just do this. I'm spit. Well, sure. He has no idea what we're talking, about. No what talking about. Let's have a seance and get in touch with George M. Steinbrenner the third. Okay. Okay. And tell him yeah. your son right. needs to be contacted by you in the middle of the night. Right. Wake him up. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the night and slap him silly. Yeah. And say to him whatever the hell you need to do. This is what you're doing. Right. We're signing the kid. I don't care. Right. That's it. That's it. Can we do it? Can we have a seance? Yeah, let's let's do get it. a Ouija board. I don't care. You. Ouija board. My mother believed in that. Did she really? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm I'm in. Let's do it. I mean, that has happen. to happen. What if he doesn't want to be there? That's he wants it. to be Stop there. How do you know? He wants Stop to it. be what there. What if this season was a big F you to them for not paying him in the first he place? He doesn't look like he's wearing that. I don't around. think so. Come on. He's I've smiling. heard rumors that I don't know. I don't want to say I heard some weird rumor about, but you know, I don't even know if that's right. So I'm just gonna not say that. What? Oh, you're de- you're a deal breaker. Your son is saying off the off the off the. Yeah, what's your deal? I I may I may walk. Hold on a second. Hold on a I may walk as a Yankee fan. Your son just off camera yeah, said to say I mean, here, what's the yeah, deal? It's a deal that's breaker. That's what's at stake. My fanship. They can't lose this guy. He's the face of the team. He's the heart of the team. He's the second coming of Jeter only with power. So you know, if you don't sign Judge. I might be done. Where are you going to go? Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. That's where I'm going to go. Nowhere. Except back here on the show. Round of applause. Another great appearance for Nick Cotero here. And hey, listen, my son, man, he loves you on a game. What game is it? Oh, he loves Madden. me on Madden. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The fan of yours on Madden. Okay, right, got good. a sexy voice. What do you want? <laughs> Please tell me you got that as a drop. <laughs> I- very good. Nick Totoro, uh come back during the later parts of the playoffs, okay? Definitely. My certainly, pleasure. Certainly if we go to Houston, we want yeah. we need proof of life. Yeah, let's let's hope we can boots on the ground. Have something to come back Fantastic. for. Fantastic. Nick Totoro here on Thank the Rich you. Eisen show. Don't go anywhere. We're back with my power rankings, folks. Power rankings. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Find the latest and greatest audio entertainment on Audible. It's got everything you want to hear, including this show, The Rich Eisen Show, along with podcasts. You can also find audiobooks and exclusive originals. We're talking comedy, sports stories, deep dives with athletes, entertainers, business, anything else you're into. With Audible, you get access to thousands of included titles and more added every week. Sue's puts on the Harry Potter series whenever we want a nice, quiet ride in the car. It works like a charm. You can listen on the road, at the gym, anywhere you want to fuel up your imagination. Join and get 30 days free at the home of storytelling, audible.com. Kathy in Philadelphia. It's been a while since we've chatted with Kathy. How are you, Kathy? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on in your mind? What's up, Kathy? Um, Well, two two, uh, really quick things. First, um, TJ, on behalf of all Phillies and Braves fans, um, congratulations to the Mets on having the best record in the National League on June 6th. Um, we're normally normally Kathy's blowing darts at me, TJ. So I'm just glad <laughs> wow. it's in your direction. Why yeah, you ought to... in, in in using language that TJ will understand, the varsity's got it from here. Oh man! Um, so, wow. I thought I thought we was cool. I thought we was cool. We are. She's just See what joining happens the... when you're not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Kathy, resort to TJ. Wow, thought she was my um, thought she was my girl, but, Kathy. What's on your mind, Kathy? Other than just, just torturing quick, TJ. Just, yeah. I just want to comment about the Dev- uh, Devonte Adams um, hullabaloo. Um, yes, obviously, um, completely unacceptable. Can't go after a member of the media, et cetera. However, the thing that the, the the bit of context that's being removed is that at halftime, a good amount of objects were being thrown at Raiders players as they're going back into the tunnel. So now at the end of the game, in his defense, Devontae Adams is going into that same tunnel. Some dude in plain clothes, and you can't see the little badge she's got on, some dude in plain clothes runs into yeah. him, and he's a big guy, his natural reaction, to push him. The, the criminal charges, in my opinion, are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But my question to you, Rich, is how much will the criminal charges affect the NFL's review and discipline of him. Well, I think it'll cause more people to pay attention to what the NFL are going to do, even if they're just a casual fan, Kathy. And I appreciate the call and the uh, the tormenting of TJ. Um, <laughs> I, I I think the people pay more attention to what the NFL is going to do. But the bottom line is, there's a member of the working press that is credentialed that has every right to be there and is doing his work. 
just head down. He's a freelancer. Who knows? Is this the first time he's ever been on a football field? It's entirely possible. possible, It's like, hey, bro, when you're walking past the visitor's tunnel after a game that they've just lost, you need to just look right and see, do you have the right of way? Are you clear? Does that mean he has... He should get shoved over by a player? Of course not. You can get knocked over inadvertently. This was not inadvertent, and it's entirely possible that Adams thought that he was somebody that had no business being there and shoved him over in the same way that, you know, Bobby Wagner hit the guy who came out on the field and ran around. But the bottom line is he wasn't somebody who had no business being on the field. He was somebody who had all the business being on the field and no business being shoved over. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this program. I've enjoyed this endeavor, i got to be telling you, to be very honest, more than I thought, uh, more than I thought that I would. And we're talking about power rankings. (laughs) You guys have been after me for years to do this, years. And I said, you know what? We're on the Roku channel now. Let me give uh, our new partner something that you've been wanting. And I figure if you've wanted it, then our new partners would like it. People and then uh, through that entire uh, theory, maybe you, the listener and viewer of this program, the consumer of The Rich Eisen Show, would enjoy it too. I have no idea if you are, but I'm enjoying it, which is all <laughs> really that matters, to be very honest with you. <laughs> and I know you guys have been making fun of my power rankings early on, but well, I think I think they well, have been spot on. No, there's a reason No, for just because you win a game doesn't mean you have to move up a spot, and just because you've lost a game doesn't mean you have to drop a and spot. And that is not the reason. I look at power rankings as who is better than the one below you, even if the one above you has already beaten you. That's just the way I go. All right? And so I ask for a drop. To communicate to everybody whose power rankings they are. Now, apparently, there is a visual animation to go with it. And I'm very excited. Here are my week five into week six 2022 NFL power rankings. Wow. This is my power rankings. For the radio audience, it was me flying around like Superman. I, I appreciate nah, it, Smith. That was any of that. That I, was. I appreciate all of it. That was Smith. Thank you. That was something else. Hoskins and Jordan Sherrill are are cracked. Oh man, that's great. Man. NFL films music, please. Can't wait. All right, number ten on my power rankings list, having dropped six spots, oh. hanging on for dear life. The team that is going to be led into the fray against the 4-1 Minnesota Vikings, who are not on this list, by the way, what? by Skylar Thompson. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I still like their defense despite 40 points being put up on it by the Jets. And I still think this team, when it's all said and done, is going to be in the playoffs and have a say about who doesn't make it to. I still like the Miami Dolphins as one of the top teams in the league right now. They're banged up, but when it all said and done, I think uh, me sticking with them will be rewarded. That's the way I'm putting it. They're number 10 on my list. Number 9 on my list going up from 10 to 9. Up one spot. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on this list. Tom Brady is not to be denied. In my estimation, this defense... Returned to form against an Atlanta team. Yeah, a little banged up. No Kyle Pitts, but they are no slouches. No Cordero Patterson. They still, they almost lost to Atlanta. And I think Atlanta is better than what people think and don't get the credit that they deserve. Tampa Bay is at Pittsburgh this week. And I think this is a get right appearance for Tom Brady in a spot where he likes to torment the opposition. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to still be a top 10 team. They're number nine on my list. Dropping two spots. I'm not ready to give up on the Green Bay Packers. They dropped from six to eight. I'm going with the three and two Packers, even though the Vikings, who beat them in week one, are not on this list. <laughs> I get it. What? I know you're all laughing yeah, about it. It doesn't make any sense. I know list? it doesn't make any sense to you, but these are my power rankings. This one is mine, yeah, and I, mean, I still think that. I still believe in this 12. I still like their running game. I still think that their defense, despite the second-half performance in London, is as good as advertised. They have a guy in Rashawn Gary who, if this team was 5-0, we'd be talking about them to be 
Talking about him as a defensive player of the year. The Packers are eighth on my list. But new to the list above them, yes, this is why, you know, power rankings are power rankings, and I go with the team that just beat them. Giants make their first appearance on my top ten list. They got it going right now, don't they? They are 4-1, and one, and I decided to pair them right behind the team that they're playing this week. Also new to my list, number six on this list are the Baltimore Ravens. They were not ranked last week. They are now. They came up with a win last week against the Bengals team that dropped off my list this week. And uh, I, I, I think they're one of the sneakiest passing attacks in the league. Devin DuVernay, I bet you, is available on your fantasy uh, not, not yours. You got 15 teams in your fantasy. <laughs> I bet there's, there's. I bet you 10 team leagues out there. You could probably find Devin Duvernay on on your on your uh, waiver wire. Noted. Notice. Pick it up. Pick him up. Noted. Number five. Let's go to the top five. Making their first top five appearance of the year on my power rankings. Up two spots. How about them Cowboys? Micah Parsons was your defensive player of the week. He currently, in my mind, is your defensive player of the year. What he did this last week against the Rams, despite having a bad wheel, was amazing. Cooper Rush is not making any mistakes. I like the mix at the running back spot. Just enough Zeke. Just enough Pollard. You've been clapping for that. I have been clapping for that for a while. I like what I'm seeing. And dare I say the coach has got his finger on the pulse. Four in a row. They're now number five on my list. Up one spot, the San Francisco 49ers are a terrific football team. They are playing like the team that we saw that damn near made the Super Bowl last year, and George Kittle hasn't really even gotten started. And then number three on my list, number two on my list, and number one on my list are all no change. Number three are the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey with his Al Bundy performance on Monday Night Football against a Raiders team that almost got him. That was a heck of a comeback win on a team that was desperate. Down 17 points to win. Number two on my list are the Philadelphia Eagles. I look forward to seeing what they do against the number five team on my list this week. And then number one, still, they have not been knocked off. And I think they are the best team in football with the MVP of the sport. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen are still sitting atop my power rankings, and this is going to be a fascinating week for my power rankings. One versus three in Kansas City, two versus five in Philadelphia. We will see how things shake out. Six plays seven as well. Oh, baby. Those are my power rankings. Can't wait for the Chiefs to win this weekend, and you'll still have the Bills number one. I don't (laughs) think I could be able to do that. I don't think. Well, I need to see how it happens. If I'm not mistaken, is it true that this is the first home dog appearance in Arrowhead for Patrick Ever. Mahomes? 41 games. We'll see what happens. But if, if the, yeah, this, there will be some upending of my power rankings, potentially, or have I had it right all along? <laughs> Sticking to my guns, despite hearing the howls from the stands. In my hickory high gym, I just wave my power rankings at you saying this is my plan. You just made the list. Let's take a break. Mike Pereira will join us next. The rules analyst of Fox, former head of NFL refs, to tell us what is going on in the NFL. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. You can listen to the NFL in the NFL app on Westwood1sports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. And if you were listening to Monday Night Football on Westwood One, you heard Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner giving voice to the moment in the pocket with Derek Carr and Chris Jones, and they were just as perplexed as the rest of us. So let's get this man on the line. He knows about the ins and the outs of officiating and what's going on with the competition committee and so on and so forth. Our friend from Fox Sports, the NFL rules analyst, and my buddy from way back in the day when he was the head of the NFL refs. On the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Mike Pereira. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, Mike, you know what? Uh, there's lots going on involving the profession wow. of uh, officiating, uh, certainly professionally. What in the world is happening with the rush, roughing the passer penalties? What, what is happening? Well, I mean, I really don't know because if you look at the overall trend, the number of calls for roughing the passer down. has declined this year. Right. You know, and they sent out a negative message when it comes to roughing the passer calls because prior to the season, on their points of clarifications, they had contact to the head of the, the helmet of the quarterback. And they said that if you're matching hands or you're trying to bat the ball down, matching the quarterback's hand, and mm-hmm. you make contact with the quarterback's helmet, that's not a foul unless it's with force. And so they were emphasizing not calling it, and that immediately drove the numbers down. And then you go to this week, and we have – a couple of high-profile misses, and it makes you wonder, where did it come from? Um, they're not the type that they were talking about in their preseason clarification, but still, you know, you wonder, is it a reaction because of the Tua situation right. and all of the notoriety there? It's not something that the league told them to call. Um, I, I know that because okay. I saw their preparation for the week, and it you know, there was one hit in the quarterback that was actually on their video, but it was completely different than what happened in both the situations with Brady and uh, Derek Carr. Um, I think it's just maybe some human reaction that the referees had after seeing the plays, after reading the news. Um, that's about the only thing I can figure, but I'm, I'm also one that looks and say and thinks now it's a blip that we won't see it beyond this. Um, yeah, I know that they say the competition committee is going to talk about it. They'll spend one minute talking about it. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to impose any changes. They're certainly not going to go back when it comes to protecting the passer and say, okay, let's not call it if you drive them into the ground. Let's not call it if you slam them into the ground. I mean, they're not going to do that. So um, re- really nothing to me, is going to change going forward, except all of this that happened in week uh, five will then go, will kind of end up in the background in a week or so. Well, you just dropped a lot in your opening statement, if you will, Mike. So let's take it one step at a time here and explain to people what that video you're talking about that you say officials see beforehand, who makes it, when do they look at it, and you said there was nothing Tua-related on it that might lead to these 
bizarre calls that we're seeing. What is that? What is that video that you're talking about to prep the league, officials? The league does a terrific job each week in putting together a video and sending it out to the officials. All of them. them. All of them get all, it. Like, all the officials. Like in an email, they all get it in an email, a link or something sure, like that. Sure. Okay, they all get right. it and they just click on it. They have their own, obviously their own system, their own right. internet system that they basically use. But mm-hmm. it's it's to talk about plays you know and what they're looking for and the the good calls that are made and sometimes the ones that are incorrect so they'll talk about ineligibles downfield they'll talk about illegal contact they'll show plays it's ongoing training Mm -hmm. Um, they have that along with videos that their position supervisors put together their their deep official supervisor line of scrimmage uh, official supervisor umpire referee so it's an it's an intense week, and it's good. It has to be that way. And Walt Anderson is the voiceover of the video, along with Perry Fuel, who gets involved in mm-hmm. the video, and then of course the position supervisors. So it's it's good. I mean, and it it keeps everybody aware. And and there was nothing you know, to a related on it. There was there, no, there was nothing, there was nothing to a related, related to on okay. it. No, there was a play on it as there normally would be, but it was a completely different type of. Of call, so um, it, it's just a, a reaction. And you know, I mean, if you break down both calls, the Brady thing is Jerome Boger felt like he slammed him into the ground, you know, as 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 part of making a tackle, which I think nobody agrees with, including me. <laughs> and then um, and then you get the situation with Derek Carr, where Jones, I think it was, yeah. lands on top of him with some of his body weight, not all of his body weight, but the circumstances to that, knocking the ball loose, possessing the ball, a loose ball in his right arm. There's no way he could get his right arm out of there and brace his fall. You know, his left arm braced his fall. So that was not a good call either. But two separate categories that, you know, starts out, Really, because it was Tom Brady. I mean, so that generates even <laughs> more conversation just because who it is. Yes. And then the Derek Carr situation, which had all those other circumstances in it, which, you know, to me, obviously doesn't make that a foul, too. So it's... um it just wasn't a good weekend when it comes to that. Well, I mean that the Chris Jones thing uh, moment was was gasoline on a fire that had already started burning out of control because of the Grady Jarrett on Brady play the day before Mike Pereira. And uh, now that we've established that there is no directive that you know of amongst your uh, colleagues in the officiating profession in the NFL officiating profession having come down from on high saying the Tua stuff means let's start hammering down on uh, roughing the passer in a manner that we previously to the season said uh, let's lay off on it a little bit Um, now that we've established that this is reactive if you're saying this is reactive right and you just walked us through those two moments with Jerome Boger calling it in Tampa and Carl Sheffers calling it in front of the whole country in Kansas City this would absolutely have been fixed had this been reviewable, had this been replayable. And my question to you is, why isn't this currently reviewable in your estimation, Mike Pereira? Why? Well, I mean, listen, you're talking to an advocate of it. I know that. I mean, just, from the, just from the standpoint of it, the, in the USFL last year, we made all personal fouls calls reviewable. And I think I think if you're going to do it, you can't just stop with roughing the passer. I mean, everybody said, oh, well, that's a huge call. It's a huge call. Well, so is a, a chop block call that's incorrect. That carries a 15-yard penalty also. So does a face mask call that turns out it wasn't a face mask. I mean, to me, when you look at the severity of the foul, you're looking at the one that is most severe, which is pass interference, which failed miserably a couple of years ago trying to make that reviewable. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to personal fouls, you know, I, I think you could make that reviewable if it's called, as we did in the USFL. But you'd have to take a different approach. And we've been through this a gazillion times. Um, I, I have been an advocate of the eighth official. Call the sky judge. Yep. Call him whatever you want. Get an eighth view. College has eight views. They have eight officials on the field. The NFL has seven. Put a guy in a box. Give him access to look at the live shot quickly. You know, run it back and see it quickly. And then you see the replays quickly. 
and and then just give input. It's I don't get how it's not a lot of difference when you see a block in the back call and then they pick it up. Well, why do they pick it up? Because someone that had a different angle comes in, another official, and says, hey, that block was from the side. I mean, that's the next huge step, I think, if you're going to do something and then give that person the the wherewithal to, you know, to change these two calls that were made. So, so I mean, what's – and I, I totally agree with you, Mike. I, you know you and I are lockstep on this. What is the resistance to it? What is it? Well, I think the resistance to it is just the fact that the competition committee just feels like that's too much, that <sighs> it's, it's – uh, that they want the game played on the on the field, which it really isn't now anyways when it comes to instant replay. Decisions are basically made in New York. Right. And it, and know, it, I think their concern is about the time, how long will it take, the disruption. Hmm. I mean, I, 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 I just would like them to take a look at the spring leagues and say, okay, how did it work? For example, in the USFL in the semifinals game, we had a roughing the passer called on an interception that was an 80-yard interception, took away an 80-yard uh, interception. It, it it wasn't roughing the passer. It was kind of one of those where body weight, but it was to the side. He didn't land on top of him. And so, like, seamlessly, we just, from the replay center, just said it's not a foul, took it off, away we went, and it had a huge impact in the outcome of the game. It can be done, but... I, I would like to think that they do it using a crew of eight officials and not replay. And uh, but we'll see. I, it will get discussion every year, but you know it usually falls flat on its face before anybody even tries it. For example, which you could in the preseason. I mean, we, we've said we're heading that direction anyways, right? right? We already yeah, of let the replay official make expedited reviews. Okay, we're already doing that. So take it a step further, and I think you can you can avoid some of these big mistakes. Mike, you were there at the first uh, owners meeting in the NFL Network ever covered. It was 2004, the spring. Uh, it was at the Breakers Hotel in Florida. Um, that was where uh, instant replay became permanent. You were in that room, and I remember Charlie Castley was on the competition committee, told the owners, look, everybody's got it at home. Everybody sees it at home. We should use it here. And, of course, you know, I think uh, Mike Brown voted against it, and Al Davis abstained, and off you went. And it became permanent, right? Now we have it. It's the same thing here, and we're seeing it in the game for uh, whether the ball was spotted properly. We're seeing it in the game about whether something's a fumble or not. We're seeing it in the game to try and save challenges for coaches. Right now we're seeing it with Hawkeye. We're seeing it. Why can't this be folded in? Once the season's over, I get it, right? Because they're never going to do something in the middle of the season no, if somebody does absolutely. have an epiphany on this, right? That right. won't happen. Right. All right so and, uh, you know, uh, listen, we, we are lockstep in this, and it could happen if they wanted it to happen. But here's another thing. It, it, it hits its fever pitch when something like this happens Correct. in week five. Okay? Now, I've always said this. Will the people say now in week five, will they change it? Will they change this in the offseason? Trust me, when it actually gets to the first competition committee meeting, which is going to be toward the end of February, it's going to be a distant memory. It's not even going to be anything that anybody's talking about. Unless it happens in a championship game or the Super oh, well, Bowl, you might as well it. get you might as well that's deal with it. it now before it happens in the biggest game possible. That's it. I mean, that's it. it. Be, it won't be a topic of discussion unless it does. That will be the time. We said that about overtime, and overtime has changed overtime. Um, you know, but uh, we just have to, I just have to wonder in my mind with this happening in week five, if it really becomes even a discussion point at the end of February. Well, there's a way to fix that too, Mike. There's a, another way to fix that it's too. A Rich Eisen campaign. Yes. Mike, yes. put it's me on the competition committee. Put me on the competition committee. I will show up in Florida with a videotape or whatever, you know, manner in which, uh, they want it to be shown uh, a link or whatever and a blowtorch. I will show it with both of those things, and and we won't lose the intensity. To use the phrase of Michael Irvin, you know, I, I will not lose the intensity because this is something that needs to change. We can see it, and it's refs helping refs. Hey, Carl, he didn't, you know, put his full body weight on him. He couldn't have because he had the football. Hey, Jerome, he just put him from his right hip to his left hip. Pick up the flag. It takes 45 seconds. The officials just all huddle up together, make it look like they're talking to each other, even though they're talking to New York City, and let's go. 
What's wrong with that? And, and the key is to what you said, which I like, is it's ref to ref. Yes. It's not instant replay to ref. It's, it's refs helping refs. Ref. Yes. It's ref to ref. Right. It's an on-site ref to ref. I think that's good. But I'm, I think if they considered putting you on the committee, they'd say, well, mm. we only have a four-day meeting. If we have eyes on the committee, <laughs> it might last a week. Who doesn't so. want to hang another day on the NFL dime? <laughs> Mike, come on now, please. Everybody does. We'll get a massage. We'll do something. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I like it. We'll go I to the like spa. It. You know, so... Last thing for you, too, is what do you think is happening in the NFL offices involved with Devontae Adams, who was just charged with assault uh, of shoving over that uh, member of the media uh, in the tunnel? What do you what do you make of that? Yeah, Mike, listen, what do you think's I happening? mean, we already know that the league is taking action, right, for a player going off the field, flipping off a crowd. And, and you know, when you think about the fines that are associated with that, now you get a physical um, altercation that is certainly, you know, um, all the responsibility of Adams. I think they're looking at, I would imagine that they're looking at this pretty seriously. And when you get an assault charge, you know, assault uh, filed, um, uh, they're very, they've got to be very concerned like that but with this. And I, and I think the when you, when you do think about, you know, even though this is a cameraman on the field, the action they take or abusive language or whatever to a fan, I mean, I think this is something on the hot plate right now that's, that um, they're going to deal with, I would think, rather severely. Mike Pereira, greatly appreciate your time, as always. Let's do this again soon enough. Thanks, sir. You got it. That is Mike Pereira, at Mike Pereira, a must-follow on Twitter, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. And that wraps up our number two of our show, Jeannie Buss, controlling owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, in studio when we come back. Don't go anywhere. If it's good for the USFL, it should be good for the NFL. If they're seeing in the USFL a an 80-yard interception return for a touchdown get wiped off by a roughing the passer penalty, and they can then buzz down and say, we looked at it, it's not roughing the passer, let the play stand. I understand there's not the same amount of scrutiny, eyeballs, and gambling dollars placed upon the results of a USFL game as there is an NFL game. I get it. But that's even more so to do it for the NFL. Bingo. Exactly. Hit the, hit the middle of the target just like Robbie Ray yesterday. Sorry, Seattle fans. Period. Yeah, end of story. It's, it's There's too it's, much at stake. There's we too could much see dollars how it there, works, and, and Mike's like, we were on it. People can be on it. I think it should be done out of New York City. He thinks it's the it's the, it should be another official performing that same watch guard duty in the stadium. Fine. You want to do that? Great. The NFL has the ability to set up the equipment. I'm just concerned about finding the locals who can handle the same thing in the in the same way that a professional sky judge maybe might be able to do from the from the New York offices. I'd prefer to just keep it there. Yeah. They already have the communicate. They're already communicating with the officials at site. Just fold this into it. Too easy. All 15-yard penalties. Stop Just making like sense, Rich. I try. Genie bus when we come back. Mm-hmm. 